I am Zarina Dimitrova, a strategic partner and mentor to businesses in the process of transformation. Join me on Grow and Learn as we explore a range of topics from personal development and career advancement to relationship building and financial management. With practical advice, inspiring stories and expert interviews, we'll give you the tools you need to thrive in every aspect of your life. Join us as we share insights and strategies that can help you achieve your personal and professional growth objectives. Your boss is not the reason you're burned out, stressed out, or have anxiety. Neither is your husband, neither is your mother. Against most of the theory now that team dynamics and especially the relationship with the boss is the reason why people leave and the reason why people feel burned out, I would actually go against it. The reason is that our relationships, everything that we see around us is an actual reflection of what we hold inside of us. This is the principle of manifestation and the principle that is now proven by lots of studies on quantum consciousness, on how our mind and our environments work. <clears throat> you know, in psychology, they have these um, uh, archetype ways to deal with the attitudes of people and to help them understand wh why they're attracting certain things in their lives, why they're triggered by certain things and some of these archetypes are like the prostitute archetype where you uh, allow yourself to be used the queen archetype where it's the opposite of the prostitute archetype where you're actually in your power back in the day this was called i think by carl jung the ubermensch later on however it started being conjugated in, in the concept of transhumanism. But originally, it was about the person who has all the power in them. Now, when it comes to a work environment, and, and it applies to any environment, but let's talk about the work environment first. I had a, another guest on the Grow and Learn podcast who said, what we call burnout is actually very often bored out. It's because people do not express fully their inner skills they're they're just doing limited kind of jobs jobs that don't make them feel fulfilled and i understand that I've, I've been there and i know how you feel however there comes a time where people would have to start making decisions because if you don't make a decision yourself on how to express yourself better how to change your job how to either hop off and start your own business or do your job differently, express your true self, there will come a time where this job will kick you out, be, be it because of uh, your boss, be it because of um, other circumstances in the company, be it because of AI development or other technological development, the economy or whatever. There comes a time when you're, you're pushed bit by bit by bit by bit. When you don't take action, an external circumstance takes you and throws you out. When small kids are learning to swim, sometimes they just throw them in the water. I mean, that's an exaggeration, but it's still done. You know, people are thrown in the water in the sea or in the pool and, you know, they learn how to swim. So this means when a, when a person is given no backup and can now rely only on their own skills and abilities, they come to the front. However, you don't need to go through such traumatic experiences, you only need to recognize the signs in your environment so as to know where to go without being hurt, without 
having to go through such shocking events. I have quite a few friends that are in corporate environments and I myself was there. And I know that a lot of them are going to psychologists, popping pills uh, to deal with their anxieties, worries about job security and so on. And this is going to increase more and more. How to deal with that? There is no way around but to start looking for what's inside of you because a job only takes a, a small percentage of what you're capable of. It doesn't give you the fulfillment that your soul has incarnated there to give you the, the full expression of your soul. And you're not only there for yourself, for your own fulfillment, but you have gifts to give. And this is what actually gives you the motivation. So I'm sure that if you work in a corporate environment, you've been to a lot of these talks about motivation and about purpose, but they all only touch the surface of psychology, of motivation. They only talk a little bit about psychology about emotions, but they don't go as deep as to talk about spirituality, about soul. Like soul is a forbidden word. And this is what we're deeply yearning. And a lot of you in hiding are going to consultations and to one-on-one sessions with specialists that know about the mind, know about consciousness, know about energy. You, You want to learn about that. There will come a point where Companies will have to adjust because it's not like no, no matter how much they're trying to push a certain agenda and to that trickles down from other institutions, there will come a time where the grassroots will say, I don't want this anymore. This is when it starts crumbling on a level of society, on a level of uh, corporations, on any level. The, the thing is, it's it's not a simple trend. It's a it's an energetic development. People are starting to wake up for their own skills, abilities. You know, the millennials now don't want to do any kind of job. They do want to feel fulfilled. They do want to do stuff that that is not only about money. Yes, money is needed, clearly. But, you know, people are willing to forego money for the sake of fulfillment. I've seen this. I've experienced this especially with people that have gone through burnout and through negative experiences in companies, they're very much willing to forgo money for, for fulfilling jobs and fulfilling businesses. This doesn't mean that I'm asking you to do that. Not at all. I think both can coexist. You just, you just need to understand yourself more, have more awareness and consciousness. Lots of people in corporations, but not only, run away from the word consciousness. Why? And and self-awareness. Because it's scary. Sometimes it's scary to understand oneself, to go deep, to see what you're capable of. It's scary to understand that you're playing yourself small. This is especially the scariest thing. To understand that you're allowing other people to treat you a certain way that you know you're, you're not fit for. You've overgrown this. I'm going to talk a little bit about the seven Essene mirrors, because this is one way to to learn about mindset and about self-reflection. This is a very easy methodology that is ancient, and it was recently brought up by Greg Braden and many other people. And it's a different way to look at yourself. And I would say, a more fundamental way than going through archetype work. Archetype work works mostly with psychology, but this 
the seven Essene mirrors have a lot to do with reflection. Now, before I tell you the seven Essene mirrors and how to work with them to improve your relationships at work, your understanding of how you're reacting, because your reactions will define your level of anxiety. Okay, as you know, however, any level of stress, anxiety can be addressed on different levels. It can be addressed on the level of the body, on the level of the mind. It can be even addressed from the point of energy or what some call consciousness, working with energies and so on. It can be addressed on any level. And everybody has a different construction. So nothing, no approach works best for one person and with the same effectiveness with another. So this means for some people, it would be better to start from the physical, improve your physical fitness, imp improve your health, improve your clarity of mind, brain fog, and so on through physical means. For other people, it would be better to uh, approach this from the point of mindset, how to think, how to uh, analyze yourself. It has to do a lot with the seeing mirrors that I'm going to be talking about. And for, for others, it has to do with spiritual experiences, including taking mind or altering substances or you know consciousness opening substances there are many ways it could be through prayer religious activities whatever you're into so before we continue i wanted to tell you about the physical way to get rid of stress i have been testing a small drink called magic mind small green bottles for the past five days and i have been feeling absolutely in the flow. This is what these, this company actually states. It's, this drink is meant to do. It's meant to put you in the flow. But why? It has ingredients that both keep you energized, like coffee, but they don't have the negative effects of caffeine. Like, I don't know if you, if you knew, but if you drink a lot of caffeine, it actually strips your bones off of calcium. So this doesn't have that, but, it, but instead it has a lot of other very benign positive effects first of all it's completely bio but it contains matcha way less caffeine than coffee and also contains additional compound called catechins that extend the benefit of caffeine by slowing your body's ability to absorb it as well as a compound called l-theanine that reduces stress yeah it has a lot of components that are really good some of these are cardiceps mushrooms, an adaptogen that reduces inflammation, strengthens your immune system, and supports higher energy levels and physical endurance by ramping up the production of ATP in your mitochondria. Now, I must admit, I don't know what ATP means or don't really know how an, what an adaptogen is. You know, it all sounds quite scientific and there was a lot of research behind this. But yeah, okay, I mean... What I can talk about is the, the actual effect of this. I've been having it for more than five days now and the real effect built up over time. So they built up after taking it for at least five days. Do give it a try because uh, now in January, this company, Magic Mind, gives you a one month discount if you make a subscription for three months. And also I have an additional discount for you. If you want to try them out, um, you know, I am not an advertising person and I don't shout out just for anything, but this really works. It does put me into flow. It does make me more relaxed. Like I'm, I'm generally a very chill person, uh, I could say, but what this has done for me 
in the past few days and where I've noticed the difference is the actual uh, clarity of mind and the, my ability to gently focus. It's not aggressive focus, like I need to do this by all means, but it's a gentle focus and persistence. It, it works over time. I think the, the maximum effect is felt from between four and seven hours. That means in the first four hours, it's the highest effect. Up until seven hours, you actually feel in the flow from one bottle. So you can go with this the whole day. It replaces coffee, it replaces stimulants, structured stress reduction, pills and drops that you're taking, whatever you're taking. Sometimes I'm joking with friends that, that are popping antidepressants like jelly bones. Let's talk about the seven Essene mirrors and how you can apply them to your daily life, to your work environment, how to analyze yourself. And if you actually see these mirrors and what they're trying to tell you about yourself, you're going to be able to dissolve circumstances in your life immediately, the moment you realize it. What am I talking about? So the Essenes were these people that lived in the area of the Dead Sea. They were the Essene scrolls found at the beginning of the century that contained um, information about the beliefs of the Essenes. They're considered to be pre-Christian. It's it's a pre-Christian philosophy. So a lot of the the things Christianity steps on, a lot of the um, beliefs and uh, guidelines are actually sourced from the Essenes. But a lot of things are skipped that are very important. And one of these things that was skipped was the seven Essene mirrors, which actually tells you a lot about the construction of of our reality and our own construction. They tell you that people reflect our attitudes, what is inside of us, in seven distinct ways. One of the ways is, of course, they reflect us one-on-one, just like what we are. So we are surrounded in by people who reflect an aspect of us. They're similar to us. They don't have to be like us exactly, but they reflect an aspect of us, be it good or bad. Another aspect, which is not so often expected, is that they reflect things that we judge. So if you judge too much people that are cheating, or if you judge people that are lying, or if you judge people that plagiarize, this is what you're going to be plagued with experiences that wind you up on on these fronts how to deal with it see it and realize that okay it's judgment is a perspective they're like that allow them and accept them to be this way you don't need to engage you let them be they're like this fine but you don't need to judge and wind yourself up this is how you get out of this of this loop of constantly being confronted by people that trigger you another type of person that that you may surround yourself with or that you may meet are people that we have lost and or that have um, taken away something or we gave away something to them an aspect of us or people that we've lost Mother and father, of course, this is the most common aspect that we're seeing in others or that we we can recognize or other family members for that for that matter, our most forgotten love, somebody that 
that you were in love with and you have covered it up, but it's there. So things that we have buried, it doesn't matter if they were good or bad, things that we bury always want to come out. They want to be seen by us, recognized by us and reconciled with, as I said, good or bad. Then we have the quest for darkness. When we meet our greatest challenges, when we recognize that we are challenged by something, the moment of recognition and the moment of recognition that you actually have the power to overcome it is when you actually do. And the seventh mirror is the way we see ourselves. Very often, it's not what we really are. So we may perceive ourselves as being shy, small, a victim. Then we surround ourselves with people who are shy, small, and victims. The question is to understand which, which of these traits that other people are showing you actually reflect a part of you that you need to reconcile with. You can't be constantly analyzing yourself, correcting yourself, correcting your behavior, correcting what you judge, what you're seeing, what you're feeling. There's something else that goes beyond recognizing the mirrors. Of course, you have to be always aware. This is a tool of awareness. You have to be always aware of what you're seeing and why you're seeing it and what is it trying to tell you. But apart from that, um, what really makes people motivated and will keep you away from burnout, anxiety, and whatever is purpose. Doing something that you love, which is usually something that puts you in the flow. Of course, there could be a level of excitement, which is not stress, which is like a different feeling, but a combination of being excited, following your soul's drive, your soul's purpose, and being aware with self-reflection tools like the seven seen mirrors will help you move away altogether from all kinds of psychologists that you've gone through, that you've gone to for years that haven't helped you with your anxiety, depression, and stress. You'll stop being triggered. You basically need to start looking for other ways than the conventional if you know if they haven't helped you until now clearly it doesn't work thank you very much for watching a reminder that i have an upcoming three-day course purpose evolution the link will be in the description and also if you need to talk to me personally you can always book a one-on-one -on -one and see whether we can explore together your personal growth business growth of course i have contact to all the other people that I have interviewed on Grow and Learn, on Heal and Learn. So it's, a, it's an entire network of the best experts in their field. So don't be shy, reach out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thank you for listening to Grow and Learn. We hope that you found our podcast informative, engaging, and inspiring. Our mission is to help you keep growing and learning, and we hope that our conversations and insights have provided you with practical advice and useful perspectives. If you're looking for personalized support and guidance to help you achieve your personal or professional growth objectives, I offer a range of services to help. As a trusted management partner and mentor, I work with businesses in the process of transformation, looking for new streams of business as well as M&A. With an extensive professional network of experts and mentors, I can bring on board the right person or team based on the specific needs of the company I'm working with. To learn more about the services I offer and how I can help you achieve your goals, visit my website at growandlearn.org. 
You can also reach out to me via email or social media. I'd love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this episode of Grow and Learn, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Your feedback is important to us and it helps us to continue to create content that is relevant and valuable to our listeners. Thanks again for listening and we look forward to sharing more insights and perspectives with you in the future.